okay. Now tell me, so uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like some people who may might not know know you or your company. So tell us how you about your background. Like where are you from? Uh, then tell us how you got start. How you got started into the fitness world as far as getting your company going. Sure. Uh, I mean that's a that's a that's a good question. It's a story I actually like to like to tell. <laughs> um, I got to go back to um, kind of like when I discovered it. I was about sixteen. Um, 16 years old, I was living in New Jersey at the time, and um, uh, growing up in the city type of thing, about two minutes from Manhattan. And um, a lot of friends, a lot of friends of mine used to go out and party a lot. I mean, we were, we was, a, it was a city life. So I mean, you were always going to clubs at an early age. You were, you were doing things at an early age that you probably shouldn't have been doing. But I mean, uh, we were, we were young and we were just having a good time. We weren't doing anything dangerous or crazy, but we were just having a good time. Um, and I just, I don't know. It was, uh, I had a friend whose brother used to go to the gym and he used to get all these bodybuilding magazines. And uh, I remember looking through them one day, we were sitting at his house waiting to go out. And I, I said, Hey, would you mind if I, I took one of these? He's like, why? I was like, I just, I want one. I mean, I was, I was about five, nine, I was like 150 pounds, maybe, uh, you know, a little bit of muscle tone on my body just because I used to freestyle like BMX type stuff. Mm-hmm. So I used to have like a little, little arms and little abs and stuff like that. But I mean, it was a skinny, it was a skinny little build. You know what I mean? It was, it was nothing that was earned. It was just something that was just came to me from just, you know, riding a bike type of thing. But uh, mm-hmm. it was one Friday night and a bunch of friends were getting ready to go out. And I just, for something, something came over me and said, I just didn't want to go out. I didn't want to go out that night. I didn't want to do this anymore. Um, and I wanted to go to the gym in the morning. I had a gym membership that I had gotten and I just never went. And uh, it was a new gym in my area that opened up. And um, so I just never went out that night. It was just something I just, I don't know, something was telling me not to do it. So I went to bed early. Um, I wrote a workout actually out of that magazine that I had for my friends and um, went to the gym the next morning. And I was just doing this workout the best I can, trying to get through it, trying to, you know, understand what I was doing type of thing. And when I was there, I met this guy and uh, he was with this other guy and they were, they were both pretty big at the time and they were training hard. And he asked me if I could have uh, like a spot. He was doing like a drop set. And I didn't know what the heck that was. I was like, what does that even mean? Like, what do you, why would you need my help? And it, I, I joke around him now. And I'm like, you know, it was a cross between him showing off and probably needing help too. You yeah. know, so, so uh, he just needed me to like him with a, like a drop that he was doing curls. So he kept coming over to me asking if I, you know, needed help with anything just to let him know. And I was like very shy off. Cause I was like, these guys are monsters, you know, they, they just, they're, they're big. And so we started talking and I, I actually, you know, to make a long story short, I, I cashed him in on that favor. And I said, yeah, man, I, I'd love to have some help. So he's like, well, meet me here uh, every Saturday. I don't live in the city over here. So I live in a different town over. So meet me here every Saturday and we'll train. I said, okay. So I didn't have his phone number or anything. We didn't have cell phones, nothing like that. No emails, nothing. So I just hoped that he would remember meeting me the next week. And he sure enough did not remember. So I ended up being there by myself and think he was never going to come back. But he did come back that Monday and he apologized for not showing up. He said he remembered. and. Um, and he started helping me and he's like, you know, so we, we started actually training together a little bit for, for about maybe two months, maybe two and a half months. And he said, you ever think about competing? Because me and, you know, the guy's name is Ray. Uh, he goes, me and Ray are going to be competing soon. I was like, competing in, competing in what? And he's like, <laughs> he was like in a bodybuilding show. And, and just from reading magazines, I didn't know the process. I didn't know any of it. I just thought only professionals compete. I didn't know how you got to be a professional. I didn't know how you work your way up to that. I had no idea. So I was kind of learning all that. So I was like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. He said, listen, I'm going to bring you to a show. I'm going to be competing at it. Um, if you, if you like it, you'll know. If you don't like it, you don't, you'll know as well. I mean, you'll know right there on the spot kind of what you're looking at. 
And he goes, if you don't want to, that's fine. I'll still help you. I'll help you get to whatever you want to do. He goes, but I, I really think you have a good foundation to build on for competing. So I said, okay. So I went to the show. And I got to tell you, uh, shows were a lot shorter back then. Uh, this was like probably 1991, I'm going to say. Um, so shows were a little bit shorter. They only had men's bodybuilding, women's bodybuilding, and women's fitness. Um, and it was an intermission between men's bodybuilding and women's bo- well, women's bodybuilding and men's bodybuilding. It was an intermission in the middle of the show. Um, mm-hmm. I literally sat through the whole entire show without getting up. I didn't get up to pee. I didn't get up to get a snack. I didn't even get up during the intermission because I didn't want to miss anything. I was glued to my seat leaning forward probably for the next two and a half hours watching this show. I could not take my eyes off it. Um, it was when the teenage division came out, I could not believe like teenagers were up on stage doing this. I said, this is, this is insane. Like this is, this is incredible. I could do this. He's like, yes. I was like, great, man, let's, let's do this. So long story short again, uh, my first show was 1991, about six months after I started training, I took first in my class following year. I wanted to do something a little bigger. So we actually drove to Philadelphia. I did a show called The Muscle Mania. It was the second year it was around. It was a televised show. Um, it was on ESPN. It had, had a lot of, you know, promotion going behind it. Uh, so if you were in it, you had a lot of kind of hype behind you going into it. So the first year I was actually still in high school. So I got to, I had pictures and stuff. They were being passed around. I had some local buzz going. I had like a little write-up in the newspaper and stuff like that. I was like, that's pretty cool. The second year when I did the Musclemania, I was walking down the street, went into a local radio store. So we had like, instead of like Walmarts, we had like radio stores. And I was, I was, as I was in the store with my friends, um, they had about 40 or 50 TVs that went around the whole entire store. My segment came on from the Musclemania as I was in the store. Um, and that was something I got to say that was like, wow, like it just changed my life forever at that point. I was like, this is actually like, this is friggin' cool. Like this is, this is insane. Like, so, <laughs> but that was it. I mean, I, I knew at that point, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be in the fitness industry somehow. Um, it definitely was competing. I wanted to take it as far as I could take it and, um, and build off of that. So, uh, I did about 15 or 16 shows. Uh, between when I was 16 years old till about 21 years old, I had a, had a serious uh, pec tear on my left pec, and it was something that I couldn't really fix that would actually make me look aesthetically pleasing again because it was an internal belly tear. So it wasn't like it had to be remounted or anything. It was like it was a it was more of a cosmetic tear, and it, it just I knew at that point I'd be one pec shy of a, of a perfect type physique when you're climbing on stage. So I was like, this is. This is bad. So I couldn't do that. And I, I stayed in the fitness world my whole life. I used to, um, I was in the fitness equipment industry, designing gyms, um, rec centers, uh, pretty much you name it. I, I designed it at some point over the course of about 20 years. Um, so fast forward to about 2014, I said, you know what? My last show, um, I was a sore loser at my last show. Um, and I walked off stage, actually. I didn't collect my trophy. It was a little, a little crappy to do. But I, I, I was used to winning all these shows. I won every show I was in except for one. And in this second one, um, I, I took fourth, and I didn't want to accept that. I was pissed off. I put a lot into it. But um, as I was training for my final, as I was training for the next show is when I tore my pack. So I never actually got to get to where I wanted to go in the sport. And I left with a bad taste in my mouth all these years because I, I, I didn't, I walked off stage. It was something I didn't want to do. So in 2014, I kind of 
got back on stage for my last time and just I wanted to close that chapter and feel good that I, I went out, um, you know, feeling good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I ended up taking first again in my class there. And I said, you know what, I'm, I'm done. And it was actually at that show was my wife's first show. So she competes in figure. So now she's on about 15 shows and she's still going strong. And um, I might do another one. If I do another one, it's probably going to be the natural Florida state. I'll be honest with you next year. If I do decide to, um, mm-hmm. that's the direction I, I'd like to go in. Um, now, as far as clothing goes, I'll give you a little history of the clothing company. That's a big history of me. So I've been in the fitness industry my whole life. And, you know, whether it be helping people out, I don't really do it for money. I try, if they want help or stuff like that, I usually just help them out. I don't charge. I'm not a you know, coach by trade or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. So I do all that just on the side if anybody needs help with stuff, advice. But I still work in the fitness equipment industry. Um, as you know, now we have the clothing brand too. So uh, but we also have another business, which is community management, like HOA management. And that's our, that's our main business to be on, uh, you know, in Florida. So we manage HOAs and stuff like that. Wow. But as far as body bags goes, body bags was created by two guys. One was a, uh, a legendary bodybuilder. His name was Paul DeMeo um, and his best friend, whose um, his name is Stacy. And the idea came up back again in 1996. So if you see the number 96 on a lot of our designs, that's where it came from. So they were sitting around the kitchen table and they were wearing these really big baggy clothes. And one of their moms, I don't know if it was Paul's mom or Stacy's mom, but one of their moms said, oh, my God, look, you guys, it looks like you're wearing, like, just bags, like, just garbage bags. Like, you're just, you're just sitting there and just have these bags draped all over you. And they started hysterical mm-hmm. laughing. So she mm-hmm. actually kind of created the name of, of the company. And they wanted to do a clothing line. Um, over the years, obviously, you know, things didn't go as, as planned from back then. Um, and then Paul DeMeo um, – ended up passing away at some point. So Stacy kind of didn't do anything with the company for a long time until about 2011 or 2012, where he actually mm-hmm. launched the brand and kind of started moving forward with it. He went a different direction and we picked up the brand last year in, um, it'll be a year next month. It'll be December of uh, 2020. We took it over. You know, we've seen a lot of potential in it because it was on the shelf for a couple of years. He didn't do anything with it for a few years. So we've seen a ton of potential and we were friends with him for God, 10 years. Um, and we talk all the time. So I was like, Hey, listen, you know, would you, we'd be really interested in kind of moving forward with, with the brand. And we went back and forth a little bit and he felt that we were the best fit for the brand because of our background and our, and our, you know, our desire to be in the industry and, and to put out good stuff. So that brings us to where we are now as far as uh, – that's the quick story. I didn't want to you know, go into too much detail. <laughs> that's the quick version. I could talk for a long time with stuff like that. I, I could go into super, detail, super details. But that's kind of where we are with that. And now we're coming up with um, uh, modernizing it a little bit, bringing it into, into the era that we're in now. So we're coming up with a ton of new designs, um, new products itself, um, we have a lot of ladies things coming out now that, that we're lacking. Um, but a lot of our stuff is, is more of an in-your-face type brand. It's not, it's not going to be your mainstream brand that you're not going to see a JCPenney one day or, or Lululemon or anything like that. We make really good quality products, um, especially our, our pants, our women's leggings, our men's tank tops. They're all custom-made products. They're not off the shelf. Uh, we put a lot of time into them. A lot of design goes into it. Uh, perfect patterns we want to get and make sure it fits you really well. And then on top of that, then we'll put our spin on it and things like that. So a lot of our prints and our, our uh, image designs, I should say, are people 
a lot of feedback we get from the booth. They're like, oh, my God, I love it. It's like you're so, boom, they're so in your face. And I'm like, that's an interesting way of describing it. That's kind of like what we think of when we're creating it. So mm-hmm. uh, we're just going to keep doing that and see where it evolves from there. But that's where I'm at with it as far as getting new products in and, and what I want to keep putting out. I want to keep running with what we have, uh, that, that type of look that we have. There's nothing out there really like it. And if they are, they're doing – uh, they're not doing it on the level that we are with the custom type stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I see that you also go to a lot, a lot of places and travel. Uh, like, what you get any places you plans in the future to travel to, uh, like, far as your booths and, and your clothes? Yeah, um, and that's that's another thing too. I mean, I'm I'm as old school as it gets. So, I mean, I don't like throwing that word around a lot, but it it, it is it is kind of how it is sometimes. Uh, as far as your mentality goes. Um, so when I grew up, I used to love. When I used to go to shows, I used to love going to booths. I used to love visiting booths. I used to love getting stuff at booths. I used to love talking to the people at the booths. Um, I just thought it was a really cool thing. It was just something. It was like a traveling store, and I just thought it was the coolest thing. So when we took over, my first thing was we're going to hit as many shows this year, obviously planned shows. We're not just going to hit any show. We want to hit specifically planned shows this year um, to get in front of as many people as possible to show them what we have to just to, to let them know the products that we have are out there. Um, Cause sometimes you might not get seen on social media or something. So if you could touch it and feel it and speak to us and we could tell you about us and we could listen to stuff about you and we could go back and forth with things. I mean, it's, it builds a certain relationship with, and I think it's uh, I think it's important. I think it's missing nowadays to be honest with you with, within uh, with social media and stuff like that. You can't get a person's character all the time or you might get a full sense of character online. So we do a lot of the boots and we did a ton and we keep adding them. And we only got two months left of the year and we keep adding more just to try to pack them in. But next year we're going to have a full schedule. Um, we are title sponsor for the Florida state next year, the NGA Florida state uh, with Daryl. It's a, I was blown away by his show this year and I just, I, I want to help him create it to be a, an amazing show next year. Um, we're going to probably do some, um, what is it? IMBF shows, I believe it is. Uh, IPE shows, um, um, OCB shows, NPC shows, IPB shows. I mean, pretty much, we're not. We're going to go across the board and just select the best ones that we feel are going to fit us. We're also going to travel outside of Florida a little more next year. This year, we went as far north as um, Chattanooga to Tennessee, and I think we're going to go to the Carolinas and Georgia, and we're going to try to make our rounds a little bit more next year to to, to show what we have. We just we feel we have a great product and. Uh, I think people would love it. I think people, when they see it and touch it, they, they, the feedback we get is really, really good. So I just want to make sure we're putting it out there in front of enough people to see it. Nice. Now, so I know you say you, you, you think about competing next year. So are you, are you going to be, uh, is that, is that are you doing men's physique? Are you doing bodybuilding? Or what, which, what are, which one are you doing? Are you doing, I, yeah, I, it's funny because my last year competing was 2014. Men's classic physique came out the following year. So I actually did bodybuilding in 2014, and I felt I had more of a classic look, obviously. I, I was against guys that were bigger, even though I did win. Um, I was against guys that bigger, and I knew that I was going to push it a little. If I wanted to keep going again, it would, it would have pushed it too much. Uh, and that's just not somewhere I wanted to go. So I would, I would do classic when I compete again, that's just, that's my, that's, that's what I really enjoy doing that, that type of posing. But now I did see, I did see, um, uh, a show recently 
where men's physique with the board shorts were actually doing routines. And I found that extremely interesting. I'd never seen that before. I was like, that is wild. Like, that is really cool. Um, but I would probably still stick to men's classic when I compete. Okay. Nice. Now, if somebody want to get, like, uh, I see you also got a couple of athletes that wear your clothes. Are, are you sponsoring them or? Yes. Um, we are We are currently bringing on athletes, um, sponsored athletes, which we call elite athletes, and then more of, like, ambassador-type athletes, which we're going to start doing those very soon, too. Um, people could reach out if they want to, you know, kind of work with us. We have a few people reach out already that like to rep our brand but don't necessarily – haven't haven't shown interest in being a full elite athlete, whereas the elite athletes we are uh, handpicking those. So we have we have about three, four people right now that are that are considered elite athletes. Yeah, uh, in different 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 avenues. I and mean, we have a women's fitness competitor who I think is going to just. I think she'll be on the Olympia stage next year. I think she's incredible. Um, yeah, we have Keith McIntosh. Um, who I think is just is unbeatable in the men's physique. I mean, he's just he has an amazing physique, um, and I love his attitude. He's just a he's a good he's a good good person. Uh, who brought him on? I have an old friend, Vinny, who's an IFBB professional bodybuilder for over twenty years now. Um, he was one of my he was actually the first person that took me in. He was the guy who I was telling you about in the story that I ended up helping. He's now an athlete of mine, so it's it kind of came full circle. It's pretty cool. Um, nice. Yeah, and then we just picked up, and we just—I'm not gonna say picked up like it's a product, but we did just—we did just bring on another guy. <laughs> we did just bring in another guy, men's bodybuilder, a uh, little younger, um, and I just see a lot. I see a lot in him. I love how he, um, his biggest thing—he he won—he he took first last uh, last week in a show, and he didn't win the overall, and I felt he should have with his shape. Now. He didn't badmouth anybody. He didn't say he deserved it. He just he said his best part of the show, his highlight of the show, he said was his five year old daughter being able to see him on stage. Mm-hmm. So to me, oh. when I heard that, I was like, that's just because that's how I felt when I competed. Because my kid never seen me compete because I was I was you know in my, I was teenager in my early twenties. So when they see me compete in 2014, I felt the same way. I said, I don't care what I, what place I take, actually. If they, they're just seeing me on stage. So when he said that, it just triggered that that soft spot with me. And I was like, man, that's just – you can't really beat that. That's awesome. But he's a good guy, and we just brought him on recently, too. So Yeah, he's been posting a bunch of stuff lately. Um, I just threw a post up with him of his uh, – just a rude little bicep today. But uh, he, he's, a, he's a really good guy. Nice, nice. Yeah. Nice. So, and he's now, a good poser. Um, that's another thing with posing. I mean, I've, I've, I've learned from an era of posing where people really took a lot of time into it and they really cared about their posing and, um, and their presentation because you do all that work and then you don't want to go up stage, on stage for five minutes and then, or two minutes and leave. They wanna, you want to put on a nice presentation, you want to put on a show, and that's kind of the era I grew up in. So um, when I pose, I take a lot of time. I take my full four months and, and, or five months or whatever and start practicing posing. Um, and I also like to show it. I, so if somebody needs help with posing, I believe me, I'm all, I love it. I'll, I'll teach it. I, I, even women, I could, you know, I could, I just have an eye for like putting somebody in a certain position and, or moving their elbow in a, a couple degrees or pushing their knee on the inside of their hamstring a little bit more. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of different things yeah. you could do to show the physique differently. And I just, 
um, I've always been into that. I've always loved the presentation part of it. So who knows where that will take me one day. But I, I just I always like showing people um, how to tweak certain certain poses just to hide their flaws and show their strengths. Mm-hmm. Now, now, I was reading my next question because um, I'm on this in, in this issue. I'm doing a question about uh, sponsorship. So as a okay. sponsor, what things do you look for in the athletes for you to be like, okay, I'm I might I might sponsor this athlete or this this athlete has potential. What do you, what qualities do you look for when you looking to sponsor an athlete? And what that's things awesome do you expect question. from them? Yeah, that's an awesome question. Um, as far as what I want is what I look for in an athlete, uh, because mm-hmm. of just how I grew up in in the industry and in what I want our brand to be or what what, what our vision for our brand is, I want. And I can only I can only say it one way. I want a badass athlete. Like I just want somebody who could who could put their work in, in the gym, who leaves everything on the table in there, who trains hard, who doesn't take time to you know check their text in between sets. I want somebody who's going in there, putting in the work, and getting out. And that's it. But putting in that work and making sure what they're doing is really they're leaving it on the table when they go when they do anything, whether they're going to be competing or just training to look a certain way, I want, I want you to just go in there and challenge yourself, challenge your body. I also want somebody who's a good person. I don't want somebody who can mask themselves on social media. And when you see them in person, they don't really rub people the right people to, to know that you could speak to them about anything. Um, and that's kind of, and that's the people we are bringing on so far. And I'm being real selective about that. So yeah, they got to be a badass in the gym. They got to be be good outside the gym as well, um, and they just got to be like I said, good people. But what I expect from them too, because we are investing our time and our money into them, I, I do want, and I'm going to support them too. I, I always say, when we bring in on athletes, I want I want them to know it's not just I'm not just going to say what can you do for me. I'm also going to do for you. I want to I want to put you out there. I want to promote you. You're your product as well, um, mm-hmm. and it's hard enough being out there. So I want to make sure I'm getting you out there too as best as I can because by doing that, it's going to help us too. So like um, our fitness girl, for instance, Amanda, she um, she just turned pro this year, and we have our final booth of the year in December. So she's come down to work the booth, and we worked it out with the promoter where she's actually going to do a guest appearance and do a routine on stage that day. Um, so it's going to be her first guest appearance ever. So we want to make sure we want to do things like that for our, for our athletes. We want to go the extra mile for them that somebody might not get with another company. So.